When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, this is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you once again for my last-minute thoughts, this time about the Week 10 matchup against the New Orleans Saints Saints against the Steelers. There, I'll finally get it right. 1 p.m., Akersher Stadium. Here it is. It's game day, and I'm a little bit off. I'm a little bit excited because guess what? I'm at the game. I'm obviously not at the game right now recording this. Um, I'm recording it a little bit earlier than normal on, on Saturday evening. Usually I wait till late and, and get it done uh, really late at night. But this time I'm a little bit earlier because I'm trying to make my final preparations in order to make the trip to Pittsburgh in the early morning in order to get to the game. I'm excited for that reason. Hopefully you're excited for this game. I know a lot of Steelers fans are not excited for games as much anymore because the team is two and six. Uh, the offense can't score more than 20 points. They are averaging 15 a game, things of that nature. But ultimately what it comes down to each week is you're looking for improvement. And we'll talk to, about that um, in a little while. But this is another opportunity for them to go out and improve and see how things are going and see if they can get their season rolling a little bit more. Now, about if you'll be able to watch this game. I will tell you right now this game is on Fox because the Steelers are a home AFC team. It's the visiting NFC team that usually carries the designation of whether it's on Fox or CBS. Notice I say usually, because next week there's a matchup on CBS at 425 between two NFC teams that uh, will keep many Steelers fans from watching next week's game since it was flexed out of primetime and into the 425 spot. But for this week, it's on Fox. If you want to know if you get the game, go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm pretty sure it's about maybe 7.30 a.m. is when the article comes out. Uh, that's Pittsburgh time. Um, that that shows the map of what games are going to be broadcast that, that we have there. You can click on the article. It'll lay everything out there for you. I'll, I'll be honest with you. There's not going to be a lot of people outside the Pittsburgh and New Orleans area where this will be the game. If you need some other information of other ways to listen to or watch the game, maybe you have a Sunday ticket and it doesn't matter. Um, you could also look at the How to Watch article that we have at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. So here we go into this game. Let's talk about how things have changed some on Saturday, which includes the betting line. The betting line 
has now moved a little bit more towards the Steelers. It is now the Steelers are one-point underdogs. They started off two and a half points earlier in the week. Then it went as low. Then it was down to maybe one and a half, like Thursday or so. Now it's down to one. That's probably the TJ Watt effect. If it wasn't for the news of Minka Fitzpatrick, which you haven't heard that yet, you'll get to it very soon. Um, that might even have kept this game even where it was, where it's one point. It might have even gone even more. But that's part of uh, of the Saturday news that we'll get to here in a moment. The over-under is 40 points um, for this one. So that's the betting lines. Those are compliments of DraftKings. Um, um, make sure, I, if you don't listen to Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride podcast, he gives you a DraftKings parlay bet every Friday. He's bound to hit one eventually. This week, uh, I think he's got a pretty good chance with what he's trying to do. Um, that I, I think I think this one has, has a good possibility. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, make sure you check out Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride. Ooh, okay, injuries. Injury status. This was the injuries going into uh, the, the the game. They're going into Saturday, I want to say, because then, of course, a lot of things changed at times. On Saturday, the Steelers had two players ruled out, and those two players – sorry, players – were Akello Witherspoon and William Jackson III. The Steelers had two other players that were listed as questionable in Kevin Dotson, who had an abdomen injury show up on Friday where he was limited in practice, and Malik Reed, who was excused from practice for personal reasons on Thursday and was apparently limited on Friday, not with an injury. Now, when it comes to Malik Reed, I don't think there's going to be an issue with him missing the game because – the Steelers didn't add another player from the practice squad at the position. They only have three outside linebackers if Malik Reed does not play. So I have a feeling he'll he'll be active for the game. The only question is, you know, maybe how much he will be playing, which we'll talk to talk about here shortly. When it came to the Saints, they had a bunch of players ruled out. Uh, running back Mark Ingram, cornerback Marshawn Lattimore. To me, that's a big one. Uh, starting center Eric McCoy, uh, starting guard Andrews Pete. Um, linebacker Pete Werner. Those were five players ruled out and four more questionable in defensive end Marcus Davenport, questionable with a calf, safety Marcus May, questionable with the abdomen, defensive end um, Tanoa Kavasagnon. Yeah, good good luck understanding that one. Um, he was he was sick on on Friday, so he was questionable. And safety PJ Williams also with an illness was questionable. Uh, did not hear any more reports of that on Saturday. So let's talk Saturday. What happened Saturday? First, let's go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. First off, there was a report on Saturday afternoon that the Steelers have another player ruled out, and that was unfortunately starting safety, all pro safety Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, he was at the walkthrough on Saturday, apparently was not feeling well, had some stomach discomfort. They checked him out, um, sent him to the hospital for appendicitis. He had his appendix removed on Saturday. So he is out. He is likely to miss next week's game as well. Maybe another one after that. It'll it'll be a few um, because, um, from that surgery. We'll just have to see how fast Minka can come back. So. There, that was one thing that was expected to then when they turned around and the Steelers made their roster moves on Saturday. Those roster moves were as follows Minka Fitzpatrick now ruled out, no change in the status of either questionable player. Um, 
William Jackson III was no longer ruled out because he was placed on IR. He was placed on the reserve on the reserve slash injured list. He will miss the next four games at minimum. So it will be at least until the Steelers face the Ravens until Jackson could possibly make his Steelers debut. Don't even know if he'll do it at that time. But that move to IR was to make room for one Trent Jordan Watt coming off of the uh, reserve injured list, and he will play and start on Sunday for the Steelers. That's a big boost to the defense. Yes, it stinks that Minka Fitzpatrick is out. I will tell you this, Minka Fitzpatrick missed one game earlier this season. It just so happened to be Tampa Bay where the Steelers were victorious. So they could win without Minka if other guys step up. The only problem is they were banking on Minka all week, and then on Saturday, this all happened. Uh, the Steelers, because of that, this one was a little bit surprising that the Steelers elevated safety Elijah Riley. That was, you know, in place of Micah Fitzpatrick. Well, the Steelers already have an extra safety because they activated DeMonte KZ earlier this week. So the Steelers were, instead of four safeties like they've been carrying all season, they have five. So with Fitzpatrick being out, I thought, well, maybe they'll just go once again with four safeties and five corners. Now they elevated uh, Elijah Riley. That tells me that they already had the plans to use more safeties, and they're just trying to stick with that plan, um, and they were going to have less corners and only have four corners available, um, and that maybe uh, someone like a Josh Jackson would be inactive. We will see that at 11.30 later today when the inactive list comes out. So that's the interesting moves for the Steelers. Now let's real quick look at the moves for the Saints. They placed Eric McCoy on injured reserve. He was the center that was ruled out on Friday. They signed a guard, Josh Andrews, off the practice squad to the active roster, and they elevated running back Jordan Howard and defensive back Bryce Thompson. That was the moves that, that was made by the Saints on Saturday. So with the players they were missing um, and, and everything else, I had a feeling they were going to elevate some players from the practice squad. Well, they so much so they, you know, they they put a player on IR and, and brought one off the practice squad to the to the regular roster. Now, the fact that it was a defensive back, that's probably because, you know, they were missing Marshawn Lattimore. Um, and then and then the other one was uh why can't I remember what the position was? Oh, it was um it was a running back. That was probably because of Mark Ingram is why those those moves were made. So uh, hold on for a minute. We're going to take a real quick break with a word from our sponsors. We'll be back to, to finish things up here. So stick around. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
And we are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Let's just keep rolling with my last-minute thoughts about this game. All right. So what does this game mean going forward for both the Steelers and the Saints? The Steelers, I think this – I talked about this on my uh, Scobro show with my brother that I do on Tuesday nights, that I felt this game is going to set the tone for the rest of the Steelers' season. If they can win this game, then the Steelers, I feel, was a, is, or will be a team that could possibly win a number of games that they go into them. They have five games against teams that do not have a winning record at this time, five of their remaining nine games. Um, you know, it might even be six when I look at it. But I, I know that um, that two, the two games against Baltimore and the game against Cincinnati, those teams have winning records. So I, actually, I, I know it was at least five. It very well uh, may be six games now that I look at it um, of teams that don't have winning records. This is the first one. It was five more after this one. That's what I was thinking. Um, so if this is a game that the Steelers, even though they're underdogs, slight underdogs, can win – then you're talking about them having some other matchups that are similar to this that they could possibly pull off as the season goes on. doesn't mean they'll win them all, and it doesn't mean they'll definitely lose the other matchups that they have going forward. So to me, there's a big difference between being two and seven and three and six, mainly because when you get to that to that seven losses, the most wins you can get to is 10. And then you're really struggling to have under 10 losses um, in a 17-game season and still even be in the discussion for the postseason, which ultimately it's not that I believe that the Steelers will definitely make the postseason. I just want them to still be in the conversation for as long as possible and they'll put themselves in that situation. But the bigger implication when it comes to the Steelers isn't just about winning the game. It's improving. It's getting better, particularly on offense. Do I think – TJ Watt's going to help the defense? I do. I'd love to see so much more pressure, whether it's coming from Watt or somebody else that's getting a little bit better matchup because they have to focus so much on TJ Watt and that, you know, get that little bit more pressure. That'll also help out the secondary when you're talking about the passing game. That's what I'm looking to see from the defense. Offense, I just want to see them be more efficient. I feel like there's so many wasted plays on the offense that there's just plays that are like, oh, let's go ahead and run this. We're not going to gain anything on it, but let's do it. It, it, It's almost like let's run the token play and knowing that you might get one yard on first down and now you're in second and nine. All right. Or oh, let's run the so the 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 uh, a very predictable play again on second down, just to and, you know see if we can get us two yards to leave us in the third and somewhat manageable third and seven, and then you put all your eggs on the, for the drive in one basket on one play. Make every play count. Go for it on every play. So that's the implications when it comes to Steelers. There's a lot of implications when it comes to the Saints because they are right there in the NFC South. Because right now the leader of the AFC South is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at four and five. That that's right, four and five. If New Orleans can win this game, and if Tampa loses this week, I'm, wait, or uh, they might be on by. I can't remember. Um, bottom line is they could be right there in the mix with a win, like right there towards the top of the division. But even with the loss, they're not going to be completely out of it. So um, it's really important with with the Saints because they're they're not out of the hunt for their division quite yet. So um, for the X factors, these are the easiest ones that we've done so far. Like uh, we'll, we'll have this article later today on the website. How about Kenny Pickett for the offense? You know, 
get getting things going. How about whichever player ends up playing in, in place of Chase Claypool, whether it be Stephen Sims getting snaps, whether it be Miles Boykin getting snaps, whether it be George Pickens getting more snaps because they're going to have only two receiver sets. Maybe it's the usage of Pat Frermuth in the middle of the field. Maybe it's a little bit more of Zach Gentry or Connor Hayward, something of that nature, whoever's going to be filling in that spot in the lineup, taking away those, the, 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 taking the snaps that once belonged to Chase Claypool. That's another X factor. Uh, the offensive line, if they can continue to improve, that's an X factor. On defense, the obvious one I have is TJ Watts. If he could come back and do what he does, and oh, he's, he hasn't played for eight weeks, he could be rusty. Remember last year when he didn't play at all during the preseason? Um, and people were worried about him being rusty, and he just came out and tore up week one. I'm not saying that'll definitely happen, but I'm saying, this is TJ Watch talking about, so you got to remember that. Um, the uh, whoever ends up being the other safety where Minka Fitzpatrick would be, whether it will be um, Trey Norwood, whether it's the newly activated Demonte KZ, it could be that those guys and they're playing out there. That's going to be a big deal. Miles Jack actually being able to play in this game after missing the first two days of practice this week. Will he be able to – will his knee hold up and will he be able to play the whole game? Those are some things that are some X factors there for the Steelers. So those are those are also you know things you want to keep an eye on. Also remember the Steelers have a different kicker. Chris Boswell's on IR. They signed Matthew Wright. He kicked for the Steelers in, in 2020. They didn't trust him to go for a 46-yarder to, I think, I can't remember if it was to tie the game or take the lead because it was several years ago. That wasn't the first loss they had of the season against Washington. Um, I think it's a whole different story now. I mean, he he had a 59-yarder earlier this season for Kansas City because he was their kicker um, when when their regular guy, Harrison Butker, whatever his name is, um, whenever he was out injured. So the Steelers grabbed him off the practice squad of Kansas City. That's something to look and just kind of keep an eye on with things. Uh, I know a lot of people are down on Presley Harvin. He punts much better at home. See if he can have a good game punting at home, or even better, have him not have a very good game because he doesn't even have to punt. That would be really nice. So, um, But this is the Steelers' offense we're talking about. But that's the other thing I want to talk about. I want to see less three and outs. I want to see less three and outs from the Steelers' offense. I want to see them actually do something with the first drive of each half because it's almost like they come out and the one th- they just don't want to turn the ball over and they want to punt. It's almost like they've decided they're punting after three plays before they've even run the three plays. It's really frustrating at times. So I want to see more of the Steelers attacking the field, be more efficient on, on those types of drives. I mean, this, they keep saying they're not that far away. Let's show us, show us that you're closer. Show us that you're not much farther away. But that's my last minute thoughts. I'm so excited to beat this game. Hey, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. I will, as long as I have good signal and can set it up, I will be going live for a for a, for a short show, hopefully two. Hopefully I'll do one before the game and after the game, but we will see if that ultimately happens, uh, depending on things. I'm not sure how their Wi-Fi situation is this year, but that's something that I hope to be doing at the game. If you're subscribed to our YouTube channel and you have your alerts uh, set, whenever that goes live, you'll be able to, to, to check that out right then. Also, make sure you know that our whole lineup's going to be coming. I will not obviously be on the post-game show 
that's going to be Jeff Hartman and Brian Anthony Davis. They'll be holding it down, but we will have our regular schedule of podcasts coming out this week, both on the YouTube and Facebook Live side and the audio-only side, which also includes those other shows do go out on the audio side. So if you're someone who subscribes to us on the audio, which is someone who's listening to this right now, unless you've stumbled into one of our articles, um, you will be getting all those podcasts, especially if you're um, somebody, if you do something like Apple Podcasts and you subscribe to our channel, you'll get, everything will come to you. Um, and that's that's what I do. That's the easiest way to, to make sure you have everything. Also, check, make sure you're checking out BehindTheSealCurtain.com. Uh, we've got a bunch of stuff leading up to the game. Not just the 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 maps and the how to watch, but we also have got the uh, the staff picks. We've got the X factors. We'll have the inactive list. We'll have a a lot of stuff packed in there for game day. We'll have the, we have the open threads um, that that are in there if you want to participate in them with the comments, um, or if you want to avoid them like crazy like I do, um, or you've got updates then of course you've got all the stuff coming after the game the knee-jerk reactions the, the just the the final thoughts i'll have my whether it be a game-changing moment or game ball i'm hoping it's a game ball this week all that stuff the website makes sure you're checking that out hey thanks for sticking with us the bye week's over we've got Steeler games every weekend from now until the middle of january i'm excited i want to enjoy it the off season is long I don't want to just get through this down season. I want to enjoy it and watch this Steelers team get better and really roll in into, um, you know, it'd be great if they could roll into the playoffs, but to me, that's asking a lot. I just want them to roll into the future um, and, and continue to grow. So whew, hopefully we'll be, uh, We'll be celebrating a victory. I'm excited to wave my terrible towel when uh, one Trent Jordan Watt runs out of the tunnel on Sunday. And hopefully I'll be waving at the end for a Steelers victory. And as we have to say, when I end these up, go Steelers. <laughs> <laughs>